Ono kwafu ejonya mi yeiwa Ono kwafu ejonya mi yeiwa Ono kwafu nyami ono kwafu ejonya mi yeiwa Ono kwafu nyami ono kwafu ejonya mi Yeah. 
appreciate the Lord wherever you are. As all the name of the Lord magnifies me. We give you glory, Mahadabashia. We magnify your holy name, Madia Labasinda Brando Sia Lababa. Laba Lodi Abashika, awesome God, Madia Lababaya. Lema Lunde Basinda Bahanda Bakila Babaya. Lebrando Sika Brando Lia Mahanda Baba. Madaba make his praise glorious mandoria machine alaba hadababa lembrando lia mado lema handala machine lebeba balo loma baria baba ria baba we magnify your name we adore your holy name lembrando sinelebe handore yamaba lebalodia baba who is like unto you mighty god who is like unto you excellent one we honor you we honor you. We honor you. We exalt you. We magnify your holy name. Ancient of days. Our strength. Our rock. Our peace. Our joy. Our fortress. Our defense. Our glory. The lifter of our head. Receive the glory and you alone receive the praise. For who is God besides our God? And who is a rock besides our rock? You are a mighty fortress, a tower of deliverance. This morning we praise your name and we magnify your name. In the blessed mighty name of Jesus, we have praised and we have worshipped. And all together shall say, Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Give the Lord a round of applause. And you may please resume your seats. In Jesus' precious name, Hallelujah. Amen. We don't want to waste too much time. Hallelujah. We are gathered for a reason. Hallelujah. The theme of the conference is the thriving leadership. Not just leadership, but a leadership that thrives. It takes a thriving leadership to have sources. Hallelujah. If you are not thriving, sources will elude you and I. And therefore, we are opportune to be part of this wonderful gathering. Hallelujah. Without wasting my time, I want you to help me honor the presence of our Father, the reason why we have gathered the convener of this conference, the most reverend Dr. Richard Ayagudi. Please rise on your feet. Let's honor the servant of God. The Bible demands we honor, give honor to whom honor is you. And Papa, we honor you. Grateful to God for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And at the same time, we still want to welcome him to the podium to deliver to us the welcome address. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. The Lord bless you for coming this morning. And I want you to turn your Bibles with me to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 
verse 5. 2 Timothy 4, verse 5. Let's hear the word of the Lord. It says, but watch thou in all things. Watch thou in all things. Watch out in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Hallelujah. Make full proof of your ministry. Everyone that the Lord calls, he gives a specific assignment. And anyone that he has called, he gives job description. And anyone that has an appointment is giving well detail of the reason why he or she has been giving that appointment. We are gathered this morning because over two decades ago, the Lord spoke to me specifically and said, I should gather all his people, his men, his women that he has called, who are hurting, who are bleeding, who are frustrating, and who are going through so much pain so they can be comforted and also to be instructed, guided, energized, and enabled so they can be able to do this work of the ministry so well. And everyone is expected to make full proof of his ministry. Hallelujah. Whatever God has called you for, there is always a time of preparation. There's always a time of making proof of the fact that this is what I've been called to do. And that becomes evident. And there's no argument about it. Then after you have known what you're supposed to do and prepared for what you're supposed to have been called for and made full proof of that by your day-to-day -day engagement and what you do, it becomes obvious that you must be set. So when God calls you, he takes you through the processes to be equipped so you can do so well. But you see, between the time that you make the proof of your call and you are set, a lot goes on. And many have gone through different hands, had exposure to different kinds of leadership systems and leadership styles. It's at that point that some get so wounded, discouraged, marginalized, rejected, afflicted, and frustrated. But this gathering is always to encourage somebody to place relevance on your call and to realize that the Lord has not forsaken you yet. Regardless of what your situation may be, you can always have foolproof pastors and church workers and church leaders conference 
a place you can be re-energized, encouraged, stirred up, and to have at least a tap on your shoulders that you can make it. All is not lost. I want to take this opportunity to welcome each one of you. All the Adonai bishops I want to welcome Bishop Patrick Morgan, the Associate Bishop of Adonai International Ministries, and the Senior Pastor in Charge of Destiny Temple, Lebanon Ashama Zone 2. Bishop, we welcome you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We celebrate the Lord for the life of Apostle John Kofi Apia, headquarters. <laughs> Bishop Dr. Davis Kojo Ofosu, the Bishop from the Oil City. Bishop Becca Williams from Afienya. I want to celebrate the Lord for all the reverend ministers, all the pastors, all the elders from all the various branches. Takrade, Afienya, Ashama. You are most welcome. Hallelujah. I want you to join me also to celebrate the presence of Apostle Emmanuel Jan from Worship Place, Dansoma, Accra. I'm sure when the guest speaker comes, he would introduce him better because his, his twin brother and partner in the ministry like Apostle Paul and Barnabas. Hallelujah. Then he would introduce to us the team that he came with. Amen. I want to bless the Lord for all your lives. I trust that you are really going to have a good time. Amen. So, once again, welcome. And the Lord bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Come and appreciate our Father. Hallelujah. Without wasting my time, I want to take a quick solo to prepare the way for the first session. Hallelujah. Help me receive the ministry of Minister Eric Enim. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Amen. We need God to give us the grace. We need the oil of God to give us the grace. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp to keep me burning. Keep me burning till the break of day to endure this affliction. Give me oil in my lamp. To keep me burning, keep me oil in my lamp. I pray, keep me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning, keep.
me burn until the break of day keep me oil in my lamp lord keep me burning give me oil in my lamp i pray give me oil in my lamp keep me burning keep me burning till the break of day so when we walk with the lord in the light of his word what a glory he sheds on our way whilst we do his good will he abides with us still and So trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. So trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in jesus down to trust and obey so give me oil in my lamp keep me burning give me oil in my lamp i pray give me oil in my lamp keep me burning keep me burning all day. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sure we are ready. Our desire is to have oil in our lamp. So our lights will keep burning till we finish our course. Hallelujah. Amen. Without wasting my time, I want to enter into our first session. Hallelujah. And we have a very seasoned man of God, very honorable, very deep, very detailed in teaching. He's an apostle by calling. Hallelujah. And he's a senior pastor of Kingdom Action Ministries. Please, with a standing ovation unto the Lord, let's receive the ministry of Apostle Samuel Soa. Hallelujah. Oh, please, if you are clapping, just, just do the clapping. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please be seated in heavenly places. I want to sincerely honor Bishop, the father and the founder of this great mandate for the privilege to be part of this church workers and leaders program. 
the foolproof ministry. I'm so, I'm so grateful, sir. I honor and celebrate you sincerely. Let's put our hands together for him. I had the privilege to speak for Bishop S.M. Mensah about um, five weeks ago. And um, one of the things we we're looking at is how to honor people. And uh, he said to me that it looks like in our African culture, honor is a deficiency. I want us all to be upstanding and really clap our hands and honor this set man of the house. Please, Bishop, please sit down as we honor you. We honor you sincerely. We honor you from the depths of our heart. You are a good father and we celebrate you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, for obeying God. Thank you for obeying the calling. Thank you. Amen. Please be seated. You have made it very easy for some of us to preach and to honor God, knowing that if you obey God, it pays dearly. And by extension, I also want to honor all the bishops and the pastors, all the elders from the various branches who are here for these life-transforming time in the presence of Almighty God. Um, my senior brother has already been introduced, so I'm not going there. When bishop touches a thing, you can't touch it. But I have um, Dr. Abraham Basso with me. He's a seasoned, dynamic man of God. Um, God has mandated to deal with associate pastors, associates in business, associates in any sphere of human existence, wherever God's kingdom is being revealed on a daily basis. If you need a man after that order, Dr. Basil is the man. Shall we put our hands together for him? Thank you, Dr. Basil, for coming with me. He was in our church, was it last week or two weeks ago, to teach on the spirit of leadership and how to understand the spirit of the house so you don't introduce your own spirit into the system. Amen. I came with Prophet Bukhari. An old-time friend, and the brother, and then also Emmanuel, my armor bearer. Thank you for coming with me. Amen. I want us to pray. Don't rise, just right in your seat. Pray for illumination. Pray for understanding. Pray that God will speak to you. Pray that in a time like this, Fresh light will come from heaven to influence your thought and affect you in a way that will add up to what you do as far as destiny is concerned and kingdom advancement is concerned in this part of the world. Lift up your voice and let's pray. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for light. We thank you for revelation. We thank you for understanding we thank you for what you are about to introduce to the lives of destinies seated who are at the front line of undertaking divine projects for your glory. Spirit of God, come and have your way among us. In Jesus' name, amen. 
the amen seem to have a bit of malaria parasite. Amen. Okay, this is my introduction. I'm going to read, and I need um, us to follow the Spirit of the Lord closely as I, as I read and share from God's Word. Amen. All men are the same, whether they be male or female. All men are the same, whether they be male or female. Same in the image of God as in creation, same in redemption. Men and women are same when it comes to creation as far as the image of God is concerned. Women don't carry a different image from men. He created men after his image and after his likeness. So all men from this angle of revelation are the same. In Christ, we are told there is neither male nor female. And I said, I want to introduce myself. So all I'm going to be saying now for the next 10 minutes or so is going to be an introduction. And you will appreciate my thought and what I have to tell you if you follow me closely. Amen. However, <clears throat> there are some factors that distinguishes people. There are factors that distinguishes one man from the other. A male from a female, a family from another, one local church from the other, a nation from the other, and a continent from the other, if you please. One business or organization from the other, even though God made all men carrying the same image, and when we fell, he redeemed us and he declared that we are same in Christ. Are we in this place? One, factors that separate or distinguish people, organizations, families, churches, nations, and if you please, continent. Factors number one. Creational and redemptive abilities, such as one, divine election of grace. Creational and redemptive abilities, such as divine election of grace. Endowments. Talents. Gifts callings and abilities when it comes to marriage the functions distinguishes the man from the woman the functions either a function as a head or a function in the likeness of a female that needs to be in submission and other obligations as the bible underlines and so Factors number one that distinguishes, and I'm going to go far, 
on base with all of us. The reason why you see same individual, same people created by God, but when people stand, you can see differences are not automatic. You would know afterwards that leaders are not born. Boys are born, but men are made. Leaders are not born, leaders are made through process. And so, number one factor that distinguishes is the key of creational or redemptive abilities. Number two factor is a factor of education. Your access to knowledge, your access to information, your access to revelation is very important as we undertake assignments on earth as God's people. The more renewed and the more transformed we are as a people gives us the ability to, to, to sustain a mindset that empowers to execute our task as given by God. Because nobody rises above their mindset. Nobody rises beyond their mindset. God cannot even help you beyond your mindset. And so it's key that when you cast your eyes to the field of men and people are scattered all over the place, you are able to distinguish the differences among men as a result of creational abilities. Number one, I established redemptive abilities. Number two, education, light, revelation, knowledge, information. People have determines how they carry themselves, how they live. Whatever they do is based on what they know. How you pray when it comes to dealing with demons depends on what you know. How you worship depends on what you know about the one you are worshiping. And so it's dangerous to live in a world like this without requisite information or adequate knowledge. That gives the energy to be able to effectively execute our task and the assignment given to us. Number three. When your level of education and light, specifically in the area of your divine assignment and purpose, is in place, it enables you to come into spheres of association. It is said that eagles don't flock, but eagles know their, understand their language. It's easy to associate with people who have like-mindedness after the order of what you have than ignorant people. The most difficult people to be in life or in ministry with are people who don't know much or who don't know anything. If you give me anointing and knowledge, I'll choose knowledge. 
Because anointing without information can destroy you. You see, where we failed yesterday was as a result of what we didn't know. And unfortunately, it takes a long time to come to a realm of knowledge. And as soon as you begin to know, your eyes are open. Immediately, you come into the realm of reality. Has this thing been all these years? Why didn't I know? But thank God that at least now I know. And so, our knowledge brings us into levels of association. And who you associate with determines how different you are. Your election by grace, your level of education and your association is key. These are the things that separate people. If you are an eagle and you, and you flock with, with chicken or fowls of the earth, you are simply not an eagle. The book of Isaiah says, the Gentiles will come to our light, but the kings will come to the brightness of our rising. And so, the more we rise in knowledge, the more we rise in understanding. Unfortunately, the average believer today does not want to read. He doesn't want to study. He wants a miracle. He wants something that has already been cooked. And so, when you call for teaching service these days, the challenge is they won't come. Or if they will come, it's just a few people who are serious with God. The rest want a breakthrough, they want a miracle. But can I submit to you, any breakthrough that is not rooted in the word of God is fake. It won't be sustained. It won't be sustained. And so, these factors and many others that we can't touch today have the ability to distinguish an individual from the other. One local assembly from the other. An organization from the other. A nation from the other. In 1972, December, Dubai was still Dubai. And it looked so much like any country in Ashama or anywhere you can think about. But afterwards, the seven Emirates came together and today everybody wants to go to Dubai to spend some time or have hospital. The most thriving, 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 thriving country in the Middle East today. Even more beautiful in some part of America. I can tell you, I can tell you, more beautiful than some part of the United States today is as a result of some of these keys we are sharing today. And the brain behind is a man. So if you're talking about thriving leadership, there's a lot of things we are going to be touching today by the session that I have. I pray that what I'm, what I'm sharing with you will not just go into thin air, but you will grasp it, add it to what you have, and make waves with it. Amen? So if we say that God created all men and women after his image, and all mankind basically are the same. Where come the differences? Why do some succeed and some don't succeed? Why do some thrive and some fail? Why do some companies begin and they fall out? 
Some families begin and they fall down. Some churches begin and they fall down. Some nations begin and they fall down. I like to sometimes think and read a bit and in my search, I discovered that some nations used to live on earth, but they are no more. A nation like Sodom, Gomorrah, used to live. They used to be a nation like any other nation today. But today, if you look for them, you can only see the rooms of the judgment. God reigned upon them, and it has not been reconstructed or brought back to its original state since it was destroyed many years ago, even up to now. It's gone. I kept reading. And I, I, I just wanted to do a quick research and ask myself, which animal is the oldest animal on earth today? And I discovered that animal is 188 years and is a big turtle called Jonathan, according to the scientists. 188 years and is still alive. Then I kept reading and remembered when I was in China, I was taken to a place to have a look at a tree that has been in existence for 500 years. It, it shook my head until I went to Israel and saw that the same olive tree in the Garden of Eden where Jesus stood to pray is still there till today, over 2,000 years, and is still producing. Whilst other trees are dying or are dead, and they can't even be traced in any way, these things are still in existence, still speaking, and still relevant. I don't know which tree is the oldest tree in Ghana. If the charcoals haven't gained advantage of them. Japan is the oldest nation we are told on earth today. It came into existence in 660 BC. Japan. <clears throat> It's 15 million years, according to the research. In Africa, the oldest nation is Ethiopia. And the next is Egypt. And since they've been in existence, they are still continuing in the assignment. And Ethiopia is still relevant, even though it's been here for many years. We have the AU headquarters in Ethiopia today. That's where all the heads of states on the continent of Africa meets to deliberate, to think about how to take the continent of Africa to another level. All these years, relevant. The question is this, what is keeping them there? I'm still introducing myself. What is keeping them there? I still look through, I continue in my study, and I kept looking through, and I discovered that the dinosaurs are no more. What happened to them? They ate themselves. I went to Israel, and I was looking at the tribes because of the judgment through which God scattered them to the ends of the earth. Some nations came back, but three of the tribes cannot be traced. 
three of the twelve tribes of Israel cannot be traced. However, the Rechabites are still in Israel until today. Now, what principles undergirds the ability to thrive and to remain in existence, not just remaining, but still relevant and still effective, still donating to life and to mankind and sustaining the ability to make a difference among their tribes and other tribes and their generation. The Rechabites are still on edge today according to the prophetic declarations in Jeremiah chapter 35. They are still here with us. Some have made a difference. Some have died. Some have remained the same. Okay. The American Express was established in 1850. It's still here. American Express, established in 1850, still here. Johnson Johnson, 1862, uh, 1886, still here. Ford, 1903, that organization is still here. Walmart, 1945, is still here. Now let's talk about Ghana's independence. Since March 1957, the same year that which country had independence? Is it South Korea? South Korea had independence on the same day that Ghana had independence. Ghana supplied um, the country next to Singapore is what? Malaysia. Ghana supplied Malaysia with palm trees. And so all the palm trees in Malaysia today, I'm still introducing myself. I'll come to the subject. I'm still introducing myself. The last time I was in Singapore, I was privileged to eat palm nut soup. And the palm nut was brought from Malaysia. Now, you go to places and they use the same palm for ethanol to drive engine for automobiles. You come to Ghana and all we do with our palm nuts is either a banquine or a jingo. I just, I, just want to, I just want to have you to think a bit. After all these years of independence, if you have been to South Africa and South Korea before, you will know that we have a long way to go as a nation and as a people. What is the difference between South Korea, Malaysia, and Ghana? Same image of God. Same blood that saved all of us. What is the difference? My brother, Apostle John, was sharing with me. <clears throat> we used to talk a lot because knowledge is expensive and it's, it's, it's unfortunate a lot of people don't read. He was sharing with me a friend uh, about a French church in South Korea. Is it around the Seoul area, right? The, the Seoul area. Bishop, they are offering, how many members do they have in the church? 5,000 or more? More than 5,000. They take offering under five minutes. Three minutes, 15 seconds, the offering is taken and everything goes on an electronic system into the strong room where they count the money. No time wasting. Knowledge 
saves time. Knowledge saves time. One of the things that deals with delay is not prayer. It's knowledge. Because there are things God will never do for you by a miracle. No. He will never do for you by a miracle. You will do for yourself by responsibility. And then you go to such places and sit down and want to observe. And people 5,000 or more take offering in three minutes some seconds. And it is done. And they are running several services. So you don't waste time on one thing. And it is because they have knowledge. Now if I from Ghana stand with such a leader. I have many things to worry myself about because I don't know what he knows that has brought him to that level. I may have 20 people. It will take me 30 minutes to take an offering. And for the most part, that is what we do in most of our services. We waste time. There are no renewals. There are no transformation. No renewals, no transformation. And that is why the church is almost becoming irrelevant in the societies of the world today. When COVID came, we saw how useless we, we were and how unprepared we were. When I kept listening to leaders of nations who sat in, a, in an auditorium that before could fill 40,000 and not a single soul was there and he was literally crying. I don't want to mention any name because it's not ethical. Then I asked myself, if Jesus came like COVID came, what would have happened to us as a people? Mr. Keyboard is please play some keys for me when my time is up. I'm still introducing myself. I don't want to. All right. So this is my way of introducing myself this morning. I want to now see if I can attempt to define what driving is. And look at the definition for leadership. Then I'll suggest some keys and some factors. And I'll get out of your way. <clears throat> Amen. Thriving from the dictionary means to do well. To thrive means to do well. To thrive means to obtain significant accomplishment. Thank you. To obtain significant accomplishment or being prosperous or succeeding, being successful. To succeed, to do well, to accomplish.
a task or a goal. What is leadership? Leadership, it's simply, unfortunately, I didn't pull this definition from even a Christian organization. I pulled this definition from, from, from organization outside church. And this is how they define leadership. They said leadership is a process of aligning strategic and competent people. Is a process of aligning strategic and competent people and processes to accomplish a desired goal of excellent performance. Of excellent performance. Let me read through that definition again. It caught my attention so deeply. It's the process of aligning strategic and competent people and processes to accomplish a desired goal of excellent performance. The one or the brain behind the exploits and accomplishment is called the leader. And under this, it said, things don't just happen. The leader is the brain and the spirit behind these processes, these systems, and this structure for the happenings. They don't just fall from the sky. That is not God's style. Now, before I go into Emmanuel, there's a book in that bag, kindly bring it to me, written by one of the finest leaders that God has given this nation, uh, Bishop James Sa. Yes, I want to read some portion from that book. If you have it, it's good. It's a great book. The Mystery of Success. <clears throat> it's a very, 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 very fine book. I just want to read this thing briefly, and then I'll go into some four keys. And... Um, I will try as much as possible to run out of your way. <laughs> okay, please, please listen attentively to this. If this doesn't wake you up, I don't know what to wake you up. Glenn wrote that in 1923, when fortune gathering was America's major interest, a group of the world's most successful financiers gathered at the Edwater Beach hotel in Chicago, Illinois. They were a who of who, wealth and power. They were a who of who of wealth and power. History shows they control more money than the total amount of money in the United States in 1923. Seven people had more money than an entire nation would have in 1923. Okay. Um... Take a list, it says, of these seven men who sat down together at that hotel and what happened to them in a survey after 25 years. What happened to these seven people in a survey after 25 years? Charles, the president of the largest independent Steel Company died broke. So it's like saying 
One used to have a thriving, influential, effective company or ministry or a life. And after 25 years, he was no more. He died broke. He died with nobody, with no influence, with nobody following. Atakatin, the greatest of the wheat speculators, died abroad insolvent. Richard Whitney, the president of the New York Stock Exchange, died after being released from Sing Sing Prison. Albert Ford, member of the U.S. president cabinet, from prison to, so he could go home on parole to die. Jess Livermore, the greatest bear on Wall Street, committed suicide. Leon Fraser, the president of the Bank of International Settlement, committed suicide. Avon Grucker, head of the world's largest monopoly, committed suicide. My friend, if these men were counted successful in man's estimation, then there is a missing link. Thank you. I just read this to position your mind as I come into this subject for today. It is said that everything rises and falls on leadership. Whether it is an individual leader, we are leaders of our lives, we are leaders of our destiny. And then when it comes to corporate or church, there are, there are systems, there are structures, there are processes which we need to put our lives through as a sign or established by God in order to bring success and productivity in that environment. But first and foremost, Every individual is a leader of his own destiny. You live your life by choice. And whether your, your, your personal life is thriving or not, it depends on you. The Bible says, These signs shall follow them that believe. Your belief system, as a result of the information you walk in, determines what follows your life. And so, if your belief system, if what follows you need to change, you need to change your belief system. And how do you do that? I beseech you therefore by the message of God that you present yourself and then it comes down to say, do not be conformed, but be you what? Transformed. And so, if what will accompany or what accompanies us in terms of results, would have to change, then our belief system need to change. Whether in the corporate world or in church or in family setting, the belief system need to shift so that the things that follow us will change or will line up to the belief system we have. All right. These are some four keys that are timeless that I want to live with you as we journey through the various pages and chapters of our life. In order to have a thriving life, thriving family, a thriving ministry, 
a thriving organization, one of the keys we need to look at is to build or accomplish an enduring anything bigger and lasting than oneself being rooted in timeless core values that will exist for each vision or purpose let me go through this again to build or to accomplish an enduring anything anything bigger than oneself i realize that any vision god gives to any man to a people to a family to a church to an organization even a nation is bigger than the visioner any vision you accomplish and finish in your lifetime was not a vision it was an ambition was gleaned from minds who have been behind thriving nations today, thriving organizations today, thriving churches today. It's been principles and keys and timeless values that have underpinned and held the system and the environment they led over the years and the things they did has outlived them, even though most of these people are no more, but their works are speaking after them. We are not building a ministry that dies with the leader. Such that when the leader is no more, then the ministry goes to the grave with the leader. No. Let me ask you a brief question. How old is the Church of Pentecost? I think it's more than 100 years, right? Hello, sir? You were saying something? Is it up to 100 years? Not yet. Apostolic? Apostolic should be 100 years. Presby? Okay, Catholic. I think Catholic should be more than 100 years, right? I'm talking Catholic in Ghana. What has been their secret? 200 and something years. What has been the secret of the church of Catholic? I mean the Catholic church. What has been their secret? You may not like some of their doctrine. You may not even like their leadership structure. Based on your own revelation. But they have something that the charismatic Pentecostal environment don't have. They have sustained their value for many years. A lot of us began things that died. Never saw the light of day. And sometimes we are likely to think that the unbelievers do well. More than some group of Christians. 
Sincerely, if you travel a bit outside Ghana to different parts of the world to fraternize with different mindset, it opens you up. A country like China, every month you may pass a place, there will be nothing there. After about a week or two, you will pass through the same place and ask yourself, do buildings grow like trees? One building that they built was a 35 floor. In 11 days, it was finished. The receptionists were down and waiting for people to come to the hotel. And these guys didn't even fast or pray. They just executed the task. And the building is just, and the building is not falling, it's still standing. The last time I was there, the building was standing. 11 days, 35 floors. Sometimes one of the excuses we may give is a lot of cases in Africa, generational issues, legalities, and that's why we are not thriving and we are not binding. What is that? I mean, who is the God of Japan? The Japanese, who did they worship? Who did they serve? The Chinese, who do they worship? Who do they serve? Why is civilization in China? Why is civilization now? If you want to talk about the tribal civilization, it's in the Middle East. The largest airport today is in, is, in, is in Beijing. How many billions was invested to raise that, that hotel? If you look at the ambience, you ask yourself, did man build this or angels? Now I ask myself, what kind of message do I preach to a man who lives in such an environment? What do I tell him in terms of the gospel? Come to Christ and he will bless your life. What is blessing? Car. What is blessing? Visa. What is blessing? A house. What is blessing? Dress. And he will tell you, I have all. If this is the only thing your Jesus gives, I don't need him. But these, these for the most part are the messages we preach. I see you going to America and a week says I go there every day. I see you going to London, and then we say, London, I fly there every night without visa. Like I said before, we cannot rise above our mindsets. No. It won't happen by miracle. Key number one, Visionary organizations, visionary ministries, visionary lives built on timeless values. Timeless values. If we are going to thrive, the solution to the environment, the solution to the society is fused in the gospel of the kingdom. It has keys for every realm of human existence. 
The carpenter must come to church and, and have something to go back to go and fix his carpentry shop. The mason must come to church. The plumber must come to church. The police must be in church. The doctor, the lawyer, the judge must be in church and leave church and he has something to go home with because the house is the place of vision but the field is the place of mission. Mission is out there. By the time we leave church as a place of summit, empowerment, information, education, illumination, we carry those keys. And when we step out of the door, it's time for show. It's time to reveal the Christ. It's time to bring the influence and the government of God to that environment and that space. The systems of the world, they know what they are doing. Slow but sure. But when you come to our space, we have two messages. And one is tomorrow about this time. And that defeats the law of process. Tomorrow about this time. And somebody rises and takes offering and runs and comes. I'm not saying this is, this is wrong. Because we all plant monies and put offerings and sacrifice for, for us to trigger the grace and the anointing to advance. But ladies and gentlemen, if we are going to have a sustaining effect and influence, it's not tomorrow about this time. It takes time for people to open their heart to you. It takes time for people to open their money. It takes time to gain credibility. It takes time to gain recognition. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. That is why ministries that are existing already, when you, when you join them and they send you forth, you try it easily because you are flowing in the credibility of the existing ministry. When you go on your own, you have to buy your own credibility. You have to buy your own influence. They must believe you to follow you. They must believe you to follow you. And so, if the law process is not in place to, to work with these timeless values, my God, a generation will rise to question what happened before them. I challenge you, witches know they are witches. Warlocks know they are warlocks. Let's arise. I sat down and I, I, I spoke to a friend of mine and I asked him, I said, I have been in Tema for like 20 years only and a few years in addition. But my question and my challenge is the kind of information that has gone on over this territory, over this environment, either from the news media or from the pulpit, has determined the mindset of people we have in the region, in the place. I was crying and I was saying to myself, how do we as a people bring territorial influence over this land without selfishness, without it is me, or without it is not me? How do we do this?
me just not digress. Let me stay on my subject because my time is still going and I need to respect time. At least my mentor teaches me that time is a unit of destiny. And so whether you are given the opportunity to talk in a place or not, you make sure you stay within time. You don't waste people's time in the name of talking too much. So you build anything bigger than yourself and it must be rooted in timeless core values. Timeless core values. Values form the character of a system. Values form the character. Values form the character. Number two, it must exist for its purpose. It must exist for its purpose. For example, if you are called into the marketplace and God is raising you as a financial tycoon in his kingdom to sustain projects in the church like it is with the mindset that the Muslims have when it comes to projects in Islam, they don't raise funds. In the mosque, they don't raise funds. In the mosque, they only announce projects. And when a project is announced, one shake will say, okay, if this is the project, let's not talk about it. See me tomorrow, and it is, it is paid for. Hear me. Our side, if we have to live by tithes and offerings and donations, how fast, how soon, and how quick can we accomplish our purpose? There are a lot of things we want to do, but there's no money. Even when we fast and pray, we are still believing that the money will come in the future somehow. Uncle John, but one person signs five million US dollars and he says, sir, don't even mention my name. Let the project be done. And it is one person and it is done. If this paradigm doesn't change, if this level of how the purpose is sustained doesn't change, we will delay in our assignment for many years. Because those that even have, they don't want to release. Existing for the purpose, for your call and assignment. Why the organization was established. For example, if God says, represent a face of standards in your generation. And you have to teach your generation standards, the standards of God. How to live, how to carry yourself, whether you are an associate or you are, you are, you are in the helm of affairs. Whether you are a president of a nation or a CEO. And that individual has the face of God to represent standards. He has to stay there. It doesn't 
or what goes, he has to sustain the ability to stay in that place. And that is, that is one of the secrets of thriving organizations. They may change strategy. They may change approach. But the core purpose, the core assignment remains. It remains. <clears throat> it remains. Number three. It must sustain the ability to renew itself from within. must renew itself from within. Like the cell principle, when the cells worn out, new ones come up to replace the old ones. We can't keep doing things the same way if we want to try and sustain high levels of impact. The guy believes in, in the gracious gift given to him more than education. His delivery level doesn't change. He's been handling things the same way for the past 10 years. You tell him to educate, to increase. And he's fighting. Oh, Catholic is 115 years. Church of Pentecost is still 69 years. And they are still speaking. Thank you for that information. Please listen. If we are not renewed from the inside. And keep having transformation by knowledge. Requisites. Knowledge. Our resolve will remain the same. And this big organization says from time to time, they undertake inside renewal. You must go through the drill. See how the American uh, 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 Marines are trained. They don't show it on Facebook. Oh. No. The training of the American Marines are not on Facebook. They die, they pass out, they are pressed. The water comes out, they... They beat them, they wake up. And when they go into water, they can be dead 10 minutes like fish. Renewal, new skill, new information, new insights, new education, customer service. Not the same way. So in meetings like this, when knowledge like this is, is, is coming, one of the things he's supposed to do is to stare, to have the quest, to read, to, to move for knowledge, for scale, for insights, to be able to do what we do from the inside better than we have done it over the years. I read a book written by the leader of Dubai, and I said, Lord, is this thing grace or education? They have a place there right now. It's like Iceland. You enter into a room full of ice and you pay for it like you are in Europe. When you come out, you are in Africa already. You are in the desert. 
They have all kinds of experience. And the brain behind this is not even a born again brain. Renewing itself from within. And they do that. They go for ref refresher courses. If you are going to serve on this team, it is a must that every three months you must be renewed. Every three months you must follow orders. Every three months you must, you must be equipped. So you can, whether you are an usher, whatever capacity you stand in, so you can do it better than you did it yesterday. And unbelievers are doing this. And they are thriving. They are, they are, sir, if you have proofs, you can't deny proofs. If you have evidence, you can't deny evidence. If you have results, you can't deny re results. And these guys are winning. They have proofs all over the place. And they tell you, this is how we do it. There has been hell and high water, but we are still here. Some have stolen. Some have done all kinds of things. They have broken away. They have done all kinds. But we are still here. Self-development. Self-development. Levels of insight. Keys. Light. To do it better than we did it yesterday. Key number four. And it will be the last one because of the time I have. One must sustain the ability for the desire to push for progress and excellent performance. One must sustain a burning desire to push for progress and excellent performance. The guy is anointed, but he has no character. The guy can see vision, but he is troubling the woman in the society. The guy is called, but he has no sense for education. Thinking that only the anointing can work the miracle. No. Mm -mm. Competence. Are the languages of a thriving environment. Competence, excellence. Some trees have died. Some nations have died. Some businesses have died. Some churches have died. But others are still here. No matter what they have been through, they are still here. And they are still relevant. Donating to human destiny, imparting lives, influencing destiny, influencing society, calling people into calling, bringing the mind of God, sustaining God's glory and grace in a climate, in an environment, is still happening. No matter and irrespective of all they've been through, these 
are not just done they happen as a result of timeless values that is rooted in the foundation of the ministry and i'm saying that the warfare that the end time church has to deal with is far more than the ones those who went ahead of us dealt with why and i'm ending satan knows that his time is short and so he's throwing anything at the church anything at the project of god if possible to wipe god out of the environment from the minds of people from the heart of people when you mention jesus it's an attack i want to challenge us as i bring my message to a close sir in your time sit down buy knowledge read study educate yourself catch light keys it helps you to do things better one of the men who helped me a lot so far as knowledge is concerned is pastor Setajemensa. we have been friends for many years he literally will introduce books to me and say my friend read this book and the day i told him every book you re re recommended i read he was surprised We are going somewhere, but we can't go as ordinary people. Now the Lord bless you. The Lord help us. The Lord help his body. The church here, the church in the city, the church in the nation, the church in Africa, and the church in the world. That by these timeless values and principles, and even far more, we will arrive and push back the darkness of ignorance and take the place i mean take our place to advance the kingdom of god in every sphere of human existence once again my bishop i'm so grateful thank you for this privilege thank you thank you hallelujah Come on, put your hands together better. Hallelujah. Amen. This one, I call it Um Dream Kura Please resume. Um Dream Kura Hallelujah. I believe there should be a shift in our mindsets. If you keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, it is called madness. Others call it stupidity. Hallelujah. To have the same mindset and expect to be thriving is frustration. Hallelujah. Say, God bless you. Hallelujah. It's time for questions. The next 10-15 minutes. If you have a question, we will take questions. Hallelujah. And feel free to ask any question because there's no useless question. Hallelujah.
whatever we are doing, there must be a shift. Whether praying, shift. Singing, shift. Even talking, shift. Please, any question? He stayed exactly within his time. Yes, sir. I want to find out what is the problem because um, we have been given the opportunity to learn, have a lot of information, study, receive meaningful exposés, knowledge, insight, and what have you. What is wrong with us? That regardless of all the truths that we hear and we know, like we have heard today, we can examine our individual lives and realize that we are just not doing well the way we are supposed to because of things we lack in our attitudes. What is it that makes us still remain the same way and all the good things we hear and receive and read is not bringing any relevant changes in our lives. What is it? Hallelujah. Say. <laughs> Please, must I answer Bishop's question? <laughs> <laughs> Since Pastor Seta Jemesa is here. <sighs> I would say briefly from my little mind that there's a difference between one that hears and one that works with what he hears. There are people who naturally hunt for information and they hunt for knowledge and they work with what they are hearing because they desire something. Whilst others sit, they look at you, they hear, they read, they see, and they still don't want to do anything with that. Such people say, you can't help them. God cannot even help them. This is my little answer for the big question that Bishop asked. Hallelujah. I don't know if he meets everything, Amen. but there are others here who can talk as well. Yeah. my own personal experience. I worked with the ministry for several years. I came to a state in my life where nothing is working for me. Nothing is working for me. I worked there for 17 years. I could not even buy a bicycle. I struggled to feed my family. So when I came out, I went back to school. I came out. I listened to teachings. It struck on me. It then dawned on me that I could be the very reason why I never succeeded. And I began to make research about how did I do my work when I was working in that ministry. I came to realize so many things I did wrong. So many things I did wrong. The first thing I realized is that the grace of the one you never accept can never work for you. The grace of the one you never accept can never work for you. What you resist cannot affect you. So when I realized that, I noted down. Then I started making research on myself. I also came to realize that 
if I personally don't open, heaven cannot open. If I does not open myself to change, heaven can never open. Not even angels, not even Jesus himself. I note it down. Then finally, I came to also realize something that anything you want to work in your life, it takes work. I note it down. Then I started crying to God, give me another opportunity for a change to occur in my life. And God brought the opportunity, linked me to another ministry. I'm 14 years there now. And I told my wife, I told my children, the road I passed that never worked for me, I wouldn't want to pass that road. So I seal it. And by the grace of God, I did 17, nothing showed. I've done 14. Within one year in that ministry, the change occurred. And I'm enjoying and swimming in that change. So what I would say to our father's question, there is still some remnants who are infecting changes. There are few. But for anything to work, whether knowledge you get, you yourself must determine to change. If that desire doesn't come from you, let Jesus himself appear and give you the best of teaching from heaven, from the throne room of grace, very, very uh, oven. The oven is very hot. You will still remain the same. So you must have desire within you to change. That is why my passion is for those who have the head man. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I believe what we are getting from the two answers is that we are our own problem. And the Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. What we are sowing, that's what we are reaping. And he said, we should not be hearers only, but we should be what? Doers. Otherwise, we have deceived ourselves. So we have heard much, but since we are not doing, we stay in an environment thinking, I know. But the kingdom is not about knowing, it's about doing. What you know, you got the word practice. It is in the practice. The man of God said, results cannot be denied. Once you are producing results, who will question you? Nobody will question you. But if there's no results, you should question yourself. Hallelujah. He said, if a man will do what? Judge himself. They don't need another man to judge you. Is there a question? Okay. We have about five to seven minutes more. If you have a question, hallelujah. Any other question? I believe we came to be changed. And I want to leave here changed. Hallelujah. Any question? Hallelujah. Okay. I'm humble. Uh, I want to ask if let's say we have this speaker and we want it to sound without connecting a cable to it and you know it can be done and it will help the church but you discuss with your leaders and they are not ready to help you to do it. How possible can you yourself let it happen? Thank you. Oh, I'm sure you got it. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say that that is a scale, that is a gift, 
that if you want to introduce a gift in a system which operates by systems, you have to follow the systems within the system to be able to have your gift appreciated. Because no system wants itself to be imposed upon. No matter, let me tell you this, no matter how a preacher you may be, you can't enter any parliament to say you have come to talk to them. You must be brought there and you must be relevant and you must be valuable. Once you have a value, they will send for you. You don't have to send for yourself. Please, are you, are you getting what I'm saying? If, if what you have is a value that will enhance the system, be patient. If the motive is right, be patient. Your time will come. That scale will be called and you'll be rewarded. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are still being focused on process. Hallelujah. When you have not gone through the process, it will not be your thing. A way to go through the process, and Pastor said it will be your thing. Hallelujah. Any other question, please? Yes, sir. It talks about the need for education, the need for information. Assuming you are in a, a situation where education is very expensive, you can't afford it. You want to, you can't afford it. And the system surrounding you does not encourage that. They are comfortable with mediocrity. They are comfortable with the way things are. They just want to maintain it. You, you are striving for education and you don't have the means to go for it. What is the best thing can you do to help yourself? Thank you, Dr. Basel, for the question. I will use a very interesting story to answer your question. There was a family that was well-to-do, educated all their kids, and in the mornings, the father will gather the children and be talking to the children, send them to quality school to catch education, to catch discipline, and all the values we try to inculcate in our children. And there was this maid who was serving in the, in the next door. She was not given the opportunity to study because she was brought as a maid. And she had a desire to know something so she can become something. This is what she did. She tried to befriend those ones who had something she needed that she didn't have. And through their conversation, she got to know that at a certain time, the father talks to them. So she will go and put her ear on, on the door to have access to the information that the daddy was disseminating to the children. And this she did for a long time. And those things she had somehow educated her. So I want to say this, that if you really, 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 really have a burning desire to know, there's always an avenue you can have to learn. There's always a way out. There's always a way out. There are mentorship systems all over the place. The only thing you should tell yourself is you are ready to pay the price, whether formally or informally, to get the education that you need. Thank you. Hallelujah. Is there any other question? Okay, Papa, please. My 
I have a concern. I know that there are a lot of young ministers and well, let me not use young not in terms of chronological age but in terms of ministry they could have done better but they are not and you know that if they can just do one or two by either learning on giving themselves to learn they will do well take for instance if we had those caliber of ministers who are really hurting and have all kinds of complaints that others are doing well senior ministers are doing well they are not doing well they are not giving opportunities as they were what is it that would make those kind of people not take advantage of a program like this so it can bring an indelible change in their lives because the things we have learned in this moment can so rocket anybody. What is it that would make certain people ignore a meeting like this? I don't know whether my question is clear. When Bishop has questions, it's difficult to answer. However, um, in my little life, there are some people you can never change. You can never change. And they would never change. Because it's their choice to remain the same. You can see that in the life of Jesus. There were some who walked with Jesus. They, ne they were never changed. They remained the same until they were destroyed. Um, I don't know if it's a curse. I don't want to define it as a curse, but I think it's, it's a choice. Because in life, what you choose is what is your outcome. And so, some may, may, may conclude in themselves that, oh, um, maybe this speaker that Bishop is bringing, uh, we, we, we know him. What, what can this one teach? Why must I go and even sit down and listen to him? But they don't know how, how I have revolved over the years and where I have been to and where I haven't been to and when I encountered God or not. They only knew me many years ago. And that is, that is where the problem is. A lot of people simply don't want to change and it's their choice. If I want to change, Bishop, let me say this. When you gave me the topic, I sat down and I asked myself several questions. The first question was, why did Bishop choose me? I mean, he has a lot of great friends. Why me? The first person I called was my friend. I said, Bishop has asked me to come and speak. And the subject he, give, he gave me is beating my mind. Can you talk to me? And then he kept quiet and he said, why don't you think this way? Or why don't you think that way? So why? Because I opened up. He educated me. Then I called another friend and I said, what do you think about this? Let me, let, me, let me say something to you. We learn every day, me and him. He is talking to me, and when I get new revelation, I call him, I say, bro, what do you think about this? And then he will share his concept, I will take notes, because we are open up to learn. I have a friend in Maryland. When he's going to preach, he will call me and say, look, today I don't know what to preach. 
I said, what do you have in your spirit? Then he will come up with a seed. And I said, why don't you think through these lines? And he said, okay, I'm writing. Keep talking. So I'll write. When I'm going to preach and I don't know what to say, I'm, I want to be very sincere with you. It's not all the time God talks to me. So I call him and I say, bro, what do you think? He said, these days I've been dealing with this. I said, I don't, I don't, it doesn't resonate with my spirit. Say another thing. And then he will, he will say something. I said, okay, give me the meat around it. So I will take all the um, bullet points and then he will say, go and pray, dwell with it and develop it. And I will stand and deploy it and you think I just came from heaven. But I was taught because I opened up to be taught. And so people who want to learn, once again, I was reading, 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 reading until I met Pastor Seth again, Mensah, and he gave me books that you have no clue that changed my whole concept of things. And so if you really want to learn, you will learn. If you really want to be mentored, you'll be mentored. If you don't want, it shows on your desire and it shows on the decision, the choices you, you make. Yeah. Hallelujah. We have time for two more questions. The focus is still on us. It's called Walla or Walla. Hallelujah. You can stand where you are standing or you can take one more step forward. It's called a change. Hallelujah. And change is not imposed. It is not force. It can be suggested. You can be encouraged. And somebody can influence you. But if you are not willing to go, you don't blame. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Change a bitter person and bitter, and bitter person because with what our father asks, it's a serious question. He says, Bitter, he's hurt. Can you really change a bitter? Because a bitter person is difficult to learn. So, can you really change him? That's a very tough question. I don't know how to answer this, but I think that if people want to change, the change must begin with them. In my life, I've offended people. People have also offended me. But I have grown to learn how to live with people because whether you like it or not, you can't do without people. I was with the Archbishop. One day, he said something to me very powerful. He said, do your best not to create enemies. But whosoever chooses to be your enemy, you don't have hands in it. It's the person's choice to be your enemy. So if you choose to be my enemy, it's your choice. What I do at my side or at my level is to make sure I don't create enemies. I think this should answer your question. Hallelujah. Final question, if there be any. Hallelujah. When your father wants to ask a question, who are you? So that will not be the final Papa has the prerogative. After that, if there's a final question, I'll still pick it. Well, we came to learn to change and to improve ourselves. So, some of the questions, as they drop in my spirit, I would, I would ask them. I want to find out. Sometimes, the demand is that if somebody is not performing, leadership should be able to remove or do otherwise. But is it really the case 
for all that we have said that to change is a choice to forgive is divine but as to an individual's progress and development in ministry or thriving in ministry or thriving in any aspect of life should it be by one's constant correction because sometimes in the attempt of even correcting or straightening the individual rather sees you rather as being inhumane so is it the responsibility of leadership to always rebuke discipline or apply the rod to make somebody change is my question clear Wow. Pastor said, be praying for me. <laughs> Once again, I won't speak from Bishop's level of experience because no matter what I do, he stands on a higher mountain. So I'm standing at my level. But I believe that every system have their methodologies and ways of doing things. For example, Thriving organizations have requirements from people they recruit to work in the system. If you come and you don't perform after your probation period, you don't perform, you are not a fruit producer, and you don't prove yourself, you are likely to be fired. Organizations, one of the requirements says, don't hire anybody you can't fire. If you have been spoken with several times to change, to comply with the values of the system, to ensure that there is, there is um, superior performance. And you are adamant to change, and all you think about is the reward system. You are not rewarded until you have performed. No system rewards if there is no performance. And so if the changes are not coming, and... You have gone through the, the code of conduct and the, and, the, and, and the code of discipline according to the ministry and you are still not changing, then you are not needed. That's from my point of view. Then you are not needed to be there since you are not producing what you are supposed to be produced. Even when it comes to God, he will replace you. He said, I've given this tree one year to change, to produce fruit, and it, it's been adamant. Cut down this tree. And he pleaded for a period to change, to produce fruit. If the master came and it's, 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 it's lived to its expectation, there'll be no problem. But if it doesn't live to its expectation, you will waste that place. There's somebody else out there who has been trotting behind the touchline, waiting to come in to score the goal. So that is my little... Uh, so I'll take the final question from... I want to add a little to what my brother said. I think, like he rightly said, there are systems within a church that you work through. There is an appointing authority that brought you. But a lot of times, one of the things I've seen from the higher authorities is that 
sometimes we expect a lot from people who we work with and we don't train and we won't build the bridge regularly so that once there's interaction between the top and the working force, the people who work under us, they could, we could bring correction, we could bring training, we could look at the way they are performing, bring certain assessment to them. And when we do it honestly, sometimes they grow up. When a person has refused to grow and is adamant, they also know that the system will not. We could change you to another place that you could function better. Because sometimes, for all you know, we have placed a person in a place that it is not his area. Training has not changed him and is not involved to be a better person. So over time, we could change the person. Other than that, then there could be frictions because the person is not treated well. He's expected to deliver. And there is always reprimanding for not doing the right thing. And for all you know, people want to be accepted. People want to be appreciated. People want to be loved. And when you love them and the people's skills of the higher leader is at work, you could bring change. And I believe that this Georgia thing will be there and there will be great improvement. And this is my small contribution to add up to what you just said. Hallelujah. Amen. Abeni, we have had a wonderful section. We are timeless values. Timeless. Passed on. We can't change them. Hallelujah. Therefore, wherever you find yourself, look out for the values and fit yourself into it. And the Lord will perfect his counsel concerning us. One more time, put your hands together. Let's celebrate the servant of God. Apostle, God bless you. Very grateful. Very insightful. Very deep. Hallelujah. As we enter into the second session, may the Lord help us to continue to embrace knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Our making it's in what you receive and what we do with what you receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you just tell somebody you are about to be made in another dimension? And can you whisper to another person? And why don't you pamper yourself with it that I am about to be made? Hallelujah. And Jesus met Peter. He didn't lay hands on him. He didn't cast out a devil. He didn't find out who your father and your mother is. But he said, follow me. Not follow the human being. Follow what I am saying. So from then on, Jesus began to say a lot of things to them. A lot. It is not what you hear. It is what you follow. That's what I call receiving. As for hearing, we hear a lot. But the ones we follow is what makes us. Hallelujah. We are about to hear something and I want to indulge us. We should give our heart to follow. Hallelujah. 
with a standing ovation unto the Lord and a clap offering. Let's receive our Father to take us through the second session. Praise the Lord. Can you please take your seats? Good afternoon, everyone. We give God the glory for what is investing into our lives. Every investment in this life is so crucial. Everyone does an investment and it's for one major reason. What is a major reason why anybody would do an investment? Hello? For what? For profit and much more. What kind of profit? Are you sure it is for profit? Everyone does an investment against tomorrow. Amen. Everyone does an investment against tomorrow. An investment is anything that you put down which you don't spend immediately as a saving or as that which can yield more dividend so in the morrow it can sustain you. All we are doing in this training and conference is to teach us, equip us, inform us, help us to do some corrective measures in our own lives and areas of ministry so we can do well. Hallelujah. And so let's make sure that everybody that is supposed to be in the house, if they are outside, tell them that I say they should come in and take their seats. Make sure that everybody that is supposed to be seated, if they are outside, ask them to come in. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you for today. And thank you for foolproof 2022. We ask the Lord, you would help us to have understanding and a willing heart and a willing mind to do so we can become. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Foolproof is meant to be an investment that can help our lives to do well. Hallelujah. If we talk about thriving, we have heard a lot already, but you must be able to thrive to sustain whatever you are doing. If you cannot sustain whatever you are doing in the morrow, you would have a lot of challenges. And life is such that if you don't invest, if you don't put aside and work towards enriching whatever you are doing, it will not have any value worth considering. So you cannot become until you do. Doing precedes being. Until you do, you cannot become. Many of us are looking at becoming. Becoming great men, great women, 
successful in ministry, prosperous, do well, make a name. But beloved, it takes us to do the right things to become. Nothing good comes cheap. Are you with me? Anything that is done anyhow. When we were kids, there used to be a rhyme. Things done by halves are never done right. And if it must be done, it must be done very well. These are principles of life that we know. And you see, just as it is in the physical, so it is in the spiritual. The spiritual principles, the, the, the physical principles you see, entrepreneurs and what have you, employ and apply, and they are succeeding. They picked it from the scriptures that we have been lying with day and night. Hallelujah. Constitutions of nations and policies, if you study carefully, have all been picked from scriptures. So foolproof is a season and a time that God wants to refresh us so we can be renewed and be strengthened and be re-energized to do what we are supposed to do. Amen? This morning we have ahead so much and it all brings us back to our vision as a church. We are committed to impacting our generation with the standards of Christ. Influencing them to fulfill their full potential and destiny in Christ. Forget about standards, sustainable standards, core values, then you are going nowhere. So, as I saw the face of the Lord to see what we can learn today that would enhance our performance and that would help us to do well, I've come to realize that for information, there is so much information out there, so much knowledge up there. But the way we have given ourselves to practicing those information or knowledge that we have, can unveil or reveal what is going on in our personal lives. But every area of our lives call for understanding real divine principles or principles of scripture. So I want to share some few things with you that would make you prosper. In Joshua 1.8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart so it means that you and I should not depart. And what's it? Yefi nyamia semoho. Yefi nyamia semoa. Ne ye ye da nyamia asem egu yechia. Yen tumi nyankoswa papa. Says this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. I was saying, upensem pensem. A dream, 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 dream. At the chimney, at the sun. Day and night, there should be something that should occupy us. Amen. I have been very concerned because when everybody is hungry, you eat to be okay. If you are thirsty, you drink water. 
but there are those who are thirsty and don't want to drink there are those who are hungry and don't want to eat and yet they are complaining and blaming or come with me or come with them no come they were over there obey didi now who said obi a wajan homa or come out then upon a janibi obi humbi annoyed no but you don't just eat anything at all because you are hungry you must eat because you have you are conscious of the fact that when i have eating the food should have food value that would produce good health for me amen if you eat gari 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 you get kwashoko gari must go with some protein some oil and fat some vitamins some minerals so it will be a balanced diet amen so for me it bleeds my heart when the opportunity is created and we will not learn but i have always believed that every year as we come and learn and go we should come back better than when we came so that when we are coming means that we have benefited from the previous conference and we are coming again for a better time for because life will be better and i believe this adage that life is how you make it things don't just happen automatically so i'm going to be sharing certain things with you that the lord brought to my heart whilst i waited on him and i trust that they would help you to thrive or to be a thriving person each one of us play leadership roles in diverse ways in our homes in our schools in our workplaces in the marketplace everywhere we go everywhere we find ourselves where as long as there is human life we see leadership because that is what makes things happen good and positive things happen where leadership is fully in charge amen in your own business you are the leader of your own business you are the leader of your own life so we cannot continue to be so dogmatic and opinionated and said this is what i think this is what i feel this is what i think must be it's not about what you think or what you are comfortable with it is what the scriptures is saying because that is the only thing that can make us because god wants to make us but he can only make us when we allow him to make us through his word because there was not anything made that was not made without the word hello so all the things i'm about to share with you you know them already but when god is still saying the same thing to us over and over again it means that we are not giving attention to the things we are learning because if we are giving attention to the things we are learning it will change us we become better and everybody around us will become better if you alone you are becoming better and the people around you are not becoming better there are only two things it's either the people around you are not listening to you or what you are teaching or emphasizing is not realistic otherwise people will see the results and they cannot deny the results so if we're going to be successful if we're going to do well if we're going to be able to prosper 
when we share the Davidic blessing, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We say these things every day and we must see them becoming a social reality in our lives. If we're going to excel in ministry and do well in leadership and so that wherever we find ourselves are profiting, Paul said to Timothy that let your profiting appear unto all. Be a blessing. Your life should be a meaningful blessing to everybody. Hallelujah. And so God wants you and I, whatever we are doing as bishops, as reverend ministers, as pastors, as elders, as various leaders of tens, of fifties, of hundreds, and of thousands, whatever role we may be playing as fathers, mothers, husbands, and what have you, God wants us to succeed. God wants us to do well. If you have your own small business, it cannot continue to remain like that. You must progress in that business. Hallelujah. And it takes us to do some things which would help us to become. Success is a state of life. It also calls for so much because if you're going to be thriving, there are certain things you allow yourself to go through. There are some disciplines you must go through. If you want to have much more money, number one thing you do is cut down your expenditure. If you want to have more money, cut down on your expenditure. Certain things that are not needed, you can do away with them. Because if you're a parent and you want to be sure that you give the best to your children and you have limited funds, the children don't know whether you have money or not. Sometimes I'll tell my children, if you want daddy to do something for you, don't just tell daddy, daddy, I want this. Ask daddy, daddy, do you have the money? When daddy says, yes. When you ask me, Daddy, do you have money? Then I also will ask the question, what do you want? Because your demand must go with my supply. So, says, Daddy, I want this as well. Daddy doesn't have it now. Give me some time. I'll work towards it. Amen? So, I see I need some latest shoe. I see I need some latest Abada. That would be very powerful and fine. But the children need something from school. So I deny myself that pleasure so it can go to them. Because if I go spend that money on myself and I look good, oh, Papa One is looking good. And yet the children go to school and they call them a child up, go and stand under the mango tree. Bachi fufu under the mango tree. When we close, come for a letter, give to daddy that no school fees. You have cast a snare on their name you have troubled the child. 
but if I discipline myself to deny myself some things, that will not happen. So, if we are going to be able to thrive and do well in this life, which cuts across every area of our lives, one, we should well define our set out goals. Well define your set out goals. What do I want to achieve? How do I want to achieve it? And how feasible are those goals I have set? One man of God said, if who is a coach on leadership, he says that if you see a man going somewhere without anybody following him, then he's not a leader, he's only having a walk. see a man going and has no following then he's only having a walk he's not a leader because people follow leaders because the leader is one that is moving people from one low place to a better place and everybody wants to connect to somebody that would improve his or her life so well defined your set out goals that I want to do A, B, C, D and the A, B, C, D I want to do in church works out so well as Adonai, as a church as a branch, as a minister what do I want to achieve? what do I want to see in the next three months in the next six months when the theme for the year is declared what do I also take out of this theme and make sure that they are so achievable, they are meaningful, and they are workable. So at the end of the day, when you would have achieved them, you would have just said, well, I decided to do A, B, C, D. And I've been able to do A, B, C, D. So it gives you self-motivation that I've been able to achieve something because I purposefully designed to make it happen. So if you are going to thrive, Say be see we here now what the year or say what to me it's seen the pee and she said near open say what to me a year amen because we all may set different goals to achieve different purposes so you must well define your set out goals set them out clearly plain well defined so you know that sadia media semen this is a person me me to be higher at the end of the day, you know, Amen. So well defined your set out goals. Then if you will be thriving, you'll be a thriving leader. Don't just do things for doing sake. You must be purpose driven. Everything you do must be purpose driven well defined your set out goals and your actions and plans and activities must be purpose driven what do I want to achieve with the children's department, Sunday school or school of the word or men's ministry or women's ministry what I want to achieve should be what would drive me 
so at the end of the day i am so certain that i purpose that i want to do a b c d daniel for what he really wanted to accomplish for god and allow himself to for god to do it he first worked on his character his appetite and disciplined himself in in daniel 1 8 it says and daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the king's meat or the king's drink because in the Hebrew we say vosa sacrifice and it is to the God of Nebuchadnezzar then now the meat can be used for food and Daniel purpose in his heart that that kind of sacrifice to the God before we would be given to it are you with me so there must be a reason for doing what you are doing because you want to succeed because you want to do well because you want to prosper don't just do anything upon impulse so things that oh and then anyway what try i work with i mean things done by house are never done right. They must be well defined. They must be goal oriented. It, there must be a reason and a purpose. When purpose is defeated, failure is inevitable. Are you with me? I say Amen. I was say we see what dream piece say in a me person here, and no 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 ever mount in Kenya or the Bay because if you don't have any purpose for what you are doing, that means that you are just trying something, keke. But in life, you don't just try something. Say, ah well, you see, I know until you have failed already. Bibiara because say, well, no, we don't do idea like that. Yet the penalty, born at the eighteen, you see, the book, so what? Because Bosch, I shall go, I shall go, I shall go, so no, you must be sure to decide whether it's a gun, a gun. Me, I believe one thing, so born at the Hong Kong, dear. Or say, would you want more dinner about keep an or chia no achi or chisuna because penalty you don't go do any style. No, a daho if you keep on no wash your hand, no wash your hand. Now, do you want more dinner? Whom into no chia wachi or chisua or better born to be finished because a jana ekitano. But you go yesterday, sir. 
Ah, penalty, okay, style. So it must be what? Purposefully done. We must be purposefully driven. Because of what I want to achieve, I want to do it well. Amen. Because of what I want to achieve, because of what I want to get at the end of my action, so I must first know why I want to do what I want to do. Or why do I want to do what I'm doing? It must have a purpose. So that it will require me the right attitude, the right effort. It's important. Because we want to do what? Succeed. We want to do well. If I have to sing, or have to preach, or teach, I have a problem with a software number, I say, oh, Charlie, why are you coming? Why are you coming? Because you are not coming. Because you must pray, you must prepare, you must study, you must know what God wants to say to the people because everybody that is listening to you has a need. And it is only the Holy Spirit that can come through you to meet everybody's need through you. You are speaking a message but the message will take care of everybody's need because you have sought the face of the Lord and the Lord will give you what? Authorize. Amen. So well define your set out goals. Have a purpose for those set out goals. Are you with me? Because you must succeed though. A tipo na boa. That is our challenge. For the facts Amen. Oh, from Atari and Fatal Power, Famico with seamstress, no, and a Fabremena, if I could come on with seamstress. For the fact, say a Fatamino, and Tresse, a Befata, because your sizes, your measurement, they are different. Amen. So, everything you do must be purpose driven. Number three, whatever we do, because we want to thrive, we want to do well and excel, we must take up things that are workable and productive leadership systems. Workable and productive leadership systems. There are various leadership systems and various leadership styles. But you see, if we are going to be able to succeed and if we'll be able to sustain what we are into that would be a blessing not only for today but for tomorrow and those that would come after us we must be conscious of how we do it it must be productive and it must be such that it will be a living legacy 
Hallelujah. A living legacy. So, number three, if we want to be thriving leaders who would excel and do well and prosper and advance, we must be willing and ready to be productive and use the right kind of leadership systems. There are various kinds of leadership systems that we'll look at very soon so that you would be sure that this leadership system is working for me. The same leadership system can work for church A, group A, but it will not work for group B because of the kind of people you have with you. So it's important that we study and even know how people relate and why people behave the way they do. We must understand human behavior. Amen? There are some people, if you don't understand them, you will not be able to lead them. Even the children that God gives us, they are all not the same, though they have all come from your loins. The children that God gives us, they are all not born the same way. The first baby, mommy will never have morning sickness. No one spitting. No nausea. So when I talk about morning sickness, the ladies, you understand what I'm talking about. And the men also. As a man, we don't want to read. We don't even want to know. We don't even know about the first trimester and what happens in the first trimester, the second trimester, and all that. Some don't even know. I mean, when some are even getting to the last minute of uh, the pregnancy, then they say, okay, and they don't know. But there's a chemical in the semen that helps in dilation and makes childbirth easier. So you need to top up in the last weeks. So you must be workable my productive leadership systems. Otherwise, you will mess up. But the second child, from day one to finishing, oh, 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 that you are binding and loosing, Derby, every child comes differently. This too, you must know and understand. Number four, the right leadership style. The right leadership style. In Revelation 4. Revelation 4. There are about 10 leadership styles. Time may not allow us to go, but I just want to zero in into Revelation 4. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up, Thither, and I will show you these things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was 
to look upon like a jasper and as a sardine, sardine stone. And there was a rainbow run about the throne inside like unto emerald. And run about the throne were four and twenty seas, twenty-four seas. And upon the seas I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and tenderings and voices, and, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and ran about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion. And the second beast was like a calf. And the third beast had a face of a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Four. Four faces. Four faces. A lion. A cow. The face of a bull. The face of a man. And the face of an eagle. There are leaders that have the lion heart. Come on, you ding. Choleric in nature. Not same year in the day. Until you until you be a be a keb be a no no so much so be a no no mercy. The lion heart, the lion leader, the lion face. Opa. The lion doesn't spare the prey. He says, with the prey, with the lion roar, and with the prey not be terrified. That is a face. That's a leadership style. The lion leader. The Then, the bull or the name the push you says here who can say shut up foolish talk yes who name the answer swine just tries to bully everybody the lion face the calf, the bull face. In leadership, if you bully everybody around you, you'll be left alone. In leadership, if you bully everybody around you, you'll be left alone because you need people to be a successful leader. Amen. Then, the third, human face. Beloved, if we are going to thrive in leadership, we must always have a human touch. 
we must always have a human face some of the things we must take time and understand the people we must take time and listen we must take time and hear we must take time to deal with the matter we can't deal with the matter no we would it will not work for everybody there are some people by by the way they are by nature they need a strong hand so it, the lion will work very well with them but some are lambs by the time jatanwe oh you know there are certain times will be to meet so we must understand how people are some people who are tough abu frebi oh what bonus are into obon okra say unsu there obisu oh ohun oke na na wa gogokra wa wukra ne kerejane janu so we must have a human face in dealing with people are you with me if we want to thrive and succeed and last long in ministry and make an indelible impact and make sure that in our old age our labor will not be vain we must have a human i mean we are told of jesus it says jesus christ meek and what and mild look upon the little child pity my simplicity human face then the fourth the lion the, the, the eagle i mean he's a visionary that sees very far and sees what nobody else sees and is always a lone ranger i mean leave him alone and he will get a lot of things accomplished by himself so if you want to be a thriving leader you must have a great insight and great foresight but have a human face be tough like the bull uncompromising and be consistent and tireless like the lion on tijai things don't just shake the lion but make sure that it gets its prey but as a leader if you are going to thrive and do well you must be strong and firm but you must also be fair strong firm and fair discipline don't say you don't need anybody because you can't do it alone you can't be a lone ranger but you can have a deep foresight are you with me very important let me give you other um, leadership styles that you can go and um, study on or at another time we can look at the autocratic leader the authoritative leader the pace setting leader the democratic leader the coaching leader the affiliative leader and the lazy fair lazy fair L A 
I S S E Z lazy the fair F A I R E the autocratic leader is like a detector whatever he says you don't go around it he says and that is it it doesn't work like that authoritative so I am saying this I have the I am in charge so whatever he says whatever he wants to do everybody must just keep quiet and follow pay setting leader is that leader that would give you an example so you can also follow obeye achro you may be a honorable will give you an example then you too would follow the democratic leader he tries to get information across respects everybody's view left and right front and back and across he respects whatever everybody has to say and gives everybody an opportunity to say his or her mind we are in it together let's do it together respects everybody's view the coaching system of leadership i'm giving you every opportunity to show you how it is done so when you also have to do it you can know how to do it and do it well you are coached you are taught how to do it it is done before you several times so you can because the thing is that there's nothing like semi enemy. no amen it, let's give everybody an equal opportunity so they can do well because we want to do what advance want to do well the affiliative leader he would get all the information from every other place and make sure that he will share for everyone to feel part of what is going on lazy fair Mentijai, country broke or country no broke would be inside his greatest interest or greatest interest is what he wants to get whatever happens to anybody else that kind of leadership cannot thrive amen hallelujah the fifth good rapport six caring and respect seven people oriented Good rapport. R A P P O R T. Good rapport. Being able to have the opportunity of being approachable and giving people the opportunity to talk, relate nicely, have a good talking system. 
Amen. I have one principle. You can say anything you want to say to Papa One. One rule. Don't disrespect. Feel free. Air your views. Talk whatever is on your heart. Say it just as it is. But at the end of the day, make sure that you are not saying it disrespectfully. You can make your point without disrespecting anybody. Amen? Make your point. We must create a system that anybody, the child can come. Papa one, this is what I want to suggest. Thank you. Anybody around us, if we are going to be a thriving leaders, because you see, there are some people that will see something and know something that if they are able to tell you, look at that young man who had heard from the grapevine that they want to kill Saul. If Saul was not approachable, he would have lost his head. But there's a little boy saying, hey, in you be cool. says, come, come, come. Go and tell the boss that that is what they are planning. So, beloved, we must be approachable to the extent that we must allow people to air their views. Papa, this is what I think and I feel. That's okay. Only make sure that you don't respect because you need to hear how people feel and think about your leadership. Are you with me? Especially in church. If you're going to do well in your area, be willing to even hear the painful statement. But take heart and receive it. Good rapport. Good communication. Hello? Are you with me? It's so important. Allow anybody at all have a good listening ear allow anybody they can criticize you hear it in good faith let's allow everybody around us than to go turn it into a gossip or whatever if it has to do with me come straight to me Baba I want us to talk and I always tell my children Anything that daddy does that you're not comfortable with, feel free. Come up. Walk to daddy. Daddy, mm, 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 mm. I sit quietly and I listen. Where I need to explain, I explain. Where I don't have to explain, I say, baby, I'm sorry. He didn't say it. I believe I should be able to say, I'm sorry to my children. I believe that. I don't lose anything. I rather gain respect. Because if I've done something to hurt them or if I've done, there's no need to uh, th th that thing that is, is like uh, pain does not accept defeat. No, no fear. No, no fear. Oh, in B. Oh, no. It settles the matter and your, your rapport and your flow becomes better. I mean, it doesn't work anymore. Our fathers did it in those days and now they got to a point when now they were growing old, they realized that they needed us to come close. When even they are sitting, we could not come closer. 
because I feel one high, 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 high. And because most of us were treated that way, we have also come into ministry with the same attitude. So now everybody is shining away from us. So sometimes I realize that you are alone. If you give that room, you would have the positive rapport. You must be approachable. Amen? You must be a caring and a respectful person because re respect is reciprocal. And you see, people don't care so much about how much we know. People care about how much we care. Show keen interest in people. If we're going to be leading people, we must show keen interest in their welfare, their well-being, and what's going on around them. You should be able to look into the face of the people you are leading. Oh, you, you don't look okay today. Come, 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 come. Let's talk. Are you okay? Let me try. No, no, no. But you know that there is something. The king saw Nehemiah and said, No, Nehemiah, you have a sorrow of heart. Something is not okay. A thriving leader is always conscious about what? The state. So the Bible tells us in Proverbs that be what? Be what? Be diligent to do what? To know the state of what? Of your flock. Be diligent. That one, you don't miss it. How would you pastor people and you can't know what's going on in their lives and be an answer and a solution to them? Because that is one of the grace God gives you as a shepherd. Jesus said, I am the word, the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep does what? They hear my voice. If you're a lion shepherd, you can't know your, your flock. Because you always want to see what meat you can get from the flock. But you must have a human face to know what is going on so you can help them. Because sometimes... Some people can come to you and talk in a way. And I sit back and I smile because I can know what is making them talk that way. So the first question is that, have you eaten today? What have you eaten today? He says, I've not eaten. So what do you want to eat? He says, okay. Would you like Banku and Tilavia? Or what? Okay. Arrange that for them. Says, okay, go and eat and come. After they are full, they come. <laughs> yes, any problem? He said, no, no, no. Because a hungry man, and, and this we must know, but we can't assume that you must know. So when anybody comes and the person is heated and what? It is your responsibility as a thriving leader to do what? To cool the person. Even when the person has eaten, the person will not come back because I dare show me I dare Mr. Pesaka. Amen. We need to be sensitive. We need to be caring. We need to respect people. 
We need to respect people's views. We need to be people-oriented. Because we need people. I mean, a leader without a following is only having a walk. And if people are going to always come to you, you don't wait till they come to you. We go to them. I don't know where we learned this thing. In, in modern uh, ministry, we want to be there and we want the people to come to us. Nobody is going to come to you until you have built the confidence in them for them to have the confidence and the trust in you. Then they can come to you. But before they come, we have to go. It says, you have not chosen me, but I have done what? I have chosen you. And we, are, we were chosen to go. We were not chosen to sit. We were chosen to go. So, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, that you go and do what? And bear fruit. John 14. And then the fruit will do what? Will remain. Then whatsoever you ask, you will receive. So, beloved, we must be people-oriented. Our business is people. So we must design and define well how we can relate. If our human relationship is not too good, it will be very, very difficult to really get this work done. That is why I have always had a problem with us as a nation. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Customer service. Customer service. Beloved, if you travel outside, I mean, the person to give you any service is so nice. But after her time or his time and she's close and you meet him in the car park, it's a different person. But whilst on the job serving, so nice. Because if he or she doesn't treat you well, the marketplace is so hot, there are plenty of people offering the same thing. If you are selling Gary and you are in a long queue, Gary, 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 Gary. You can have Gary from Mafi Kumasi. My beloved, there are Garys that are better than the one from Mafi Kumasi. You can also have Gary that naturally, no, is yellow. You didn't put because the cassava itself is yellow. How many of you have seen yellow cassava before? Uh huh. And the gari is crisp. You see the Cape Coast gari, no? You see, you see, it's different from the gari down here. I want to know to say biscuit. And a gari be so high, a friend with two Jimmy. And so, and you're dead. But the way we see for beton we carry no, and yet the crown crop for beton. So we do fear someone who say carry we and yet. Now so we die no. It is a biscuit crown. Hmm. You better pound him because he had the yesro. In the same way, as a pastor, your human relationship should be nice. Otherwise, people will not want to come around you. Amen? Are you with me? 
show good rapport caring and respect people oriented should be the attitude of the good shepherd john 10 1 to 4 then number eight developing your timothys developing your timothys take time it pays to develop the potentials God has given you. We are committed to impacting our generation with the standards of Christ. Influencing them to fulfill their full potential. People may have different abilities, great skills, capacity, but they need to be groomed, prepared, equipped, energized, encouraged, motivated, helped to do so well. So we must take time to develop our Timothys. Develop the giftings that God, because God will give you gifts of men. God sees the need of every local church or every organization and raises people for. So worldly organizations would poach people. See that this person is in this organization, he's so good. They try to send somebody to you, try to find out. Oh, so how do you feel in this organization? How much do they pay you? Well, we can offer you double. We can do this. They try to poach. But we cannot do that in the kingdom. Though some do it. But we need to do what? Train and equip those that God has placed out our hands. Then they will become our Timothy. Paul said, I'll send you my son Timothy. He coming will make known to you my ways in the Lord. Take time to develop the potentials. Everyone around you, everyone that God has placed under you is a Timothy. But you need to develop them. Nobody is going to develop them for you. And you develop them with good rapport, respect and caring, and a human face. Because we are talking about the thriving leadership. It won't come automatically. You've got to work at it. Amen. Manchini Brodier, Isi Jaswa, your friend today, I'm busy. Uka Mienunu Bumuna, Obo Baswa, your friend is saying. Debio, Obo Baswa, now we just see what your friend is saying. Pray for you. A fear is not enough for any of us. In terms of Isi Jaswa, Bia, you have to be friendly for you. A friend of mine, I'm busy. Ye boboswa, and no one to me for enquiring guso. Into no, we are there ourselves. We boboswa a fit. So that's the way it is. Amen. Into when we say, ye manu, ye bosunu, ye bosunu. So it takes time. But be conscious of developing the potentials that God has given you.
and you're raising potential leaders as your Timothys for continuity. Every thriving leader must think of those that he can hand over to, those that he can work with, because you have not been called to be a lone ranger. Amen? Number nine, giving equal opportunities to promote team spirit and division of labor. I want to develop skill. So, give equal opportunities to everybody. Don't let anybody around you in any thriving organization or church, for, for that matter, feel that and there should be no way anybody should even be made to think that because of what you are doing, you are looking for some favors. No. Give everybody an equal opportunity until anybody proves said. And you must also know that in any thriving organization, everybody must be given the right to develop and progress. But everybody also must justify his or her inclusion. Why should you think you should be added to the team? You have to justify it. Amen? Everybody must be, there must be a demand on everybody's ability. And when the demand is placed, that is when the best in you will come out. So everybody must be given an equal opportunity. Because we want to develop potentials. We want to develop our Timothys. They will make mistakes. Let's allow people to make their mistakes early so we can groom them earlier. Because if you delay in pushing anybody forward and there's a backlog, they will start agitating and they will push themselves. So in a thriving environment, you are conscious of giving people equal opportunities so they can develop along. And as they develop along, you push. I was in a church in the U.S., I had not known the man and I was praying and the Lord said to me that he has called him as an apostle and all the ministers under him were pastors and they've been with him for 10 years and what? He himself doesn't want to move ahead. So all those under him are elders. So one time I went to minister and the Lord said that man of God, this is what the Lord is saying. But I don't want to be the first to say, I'm sure you know that the Lord said he's called you to be this. You need to move ahead so your sons can move along. You see, then they started clapping. Pa, pa, pa. Kabium, kabium, kabium. Say it again. Say, Pastor, ya kasa. Pastor, kowenim yenye u bishop. Na yensu yenye reverend. Elderly men, they've been with him for years. He's reverend. All, them, all the others are elders. So it becomes very frustrating when you go to some other joint Christian services and certain people that you know that if you were given the opportunity to be ordained, you would have even been senior to them, but you have gone to another church, they are reverend ministers and pastors, and you are saluting them. It brings demolarization. It demolarizes. It bua them. 
you must be careful not to just lay hands on anybody at all but you must also give people the opportunity to promote them because say who go school na yam promote you da school ko nya o de enti na afibia ya ya promotion and papa bia ni ho da obehun ne ba tomorrow report say to repeat class most of a buffoon and yes, you repeat a buffoon because of school fees. No. School fees away. We saw what you are. And no, 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 so in a thriving system, you make sure that opportunities are given to everybody so they can go forward. Because everybody wants to go out. All the creation of God has been done that. I was so then. I could obi a niwa And so when you are given the opportunity to prove yourself, Amen. Prove yourself. Don't make us who give you the opportunity feel so disappointed that we made a mistake by honoring you and giving you the opportunity. Because we do that because we want you to move ahead and bring more additions. A team spirit and division of labor so we can all be expertise. Number 10. In a thriving leadership system, we must learn to delegate and do mobilization. We need people. We must work consciously to gather people. We should never do anything to scatter people. We have been called to gather and not to scatter. Because we must do mobilization. Mobilization is an act of mobilizing people because the thing is that beloved jesus sent us chose us and sent us to go and mobilize and interestingly god knows by his wisdom that for the advancement of the kingdom money is a vehicle the people god gives us the grace to mobilize always have the golden coin for the payment of our taxes so jesus said this all that the father gives me comes to me and anybody that comes to me i will in no wise cast out we must be conscious in a thriving environment in a thriving leadership in a thriving organization you're born we don't scatter i'm not saying that anybody goes no that is why we must have our set out goals well defined so anybody that is coming you know this is what these people stand for into before Obeka said or can not on when him na yejina homa into own to me on on bakura or badia now a badia I'll say the hejina too. Amen. There's a song that the people of Israel sang when they left Egypt. Our Mose blow Israel yo ye kana na me do kana. Miado Agbadi, 
Beloved, we've not been called to scatter. We've been called to do what? That is the only way we can increase. Because Obiabana Nakuma Tony Yamanasa Nebujunwa Obede Obetana. Obasuna, please in here. She's a now when I'm with you, you're in the tree. Let me tell you something. Are you aware? Have you thought of the fact that where you are having church, there are other churches around you? Are you aware of that? And are you aware that people travel literally to come to church where we are? There should be something about us that makes them come. So we can't treat them anyhow. Amen. There's a reason why they come. Because headquarters say Ebinumifi Accra New Town. Now from Accra New Town, it to come to twelve. In sorry, I want to two million. there should be something here. Into said me preaching me yomo. Hi 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 hi. Oh, I'm better because I'm on fakakra. I'm one, two, one, two, one, two, one. Five minutes. Omboka could do Supernatural Avenue Church. Supernatural Avenue Church here. A, walk, a walking distance. And about here, Mama, here, there, Babo, my pam, 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 pam. Here, kilometers. You understand what I'm talking about? So, beloved, we need to be conscious of this. Delicate well and mobilize well. And if people would stay, it is how we would make them feel. To conclude, if we'll be able to mobilize and delegate, we must be conscious of serving, serving, giving, and practical ministry. Practical ministry. If your children ministry or children's ministry or children's department or Sunday school is so accommodating the wife and the mother would come. The wife and the mother of the child or the children would come to main church. And if she finds solace she would go and bring the husband. Every mother would want to be where the child is. And when the child, the mother sees that the child is made to feel at home, everybody there makes the child feel at home, the mother will want to come to church where the child is secured. And when the mother has been to the church and goes to the husband, my dear, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Oh, 
Okay, my pain home is my trash. Not on so a friend of Toma. Now, Ban of Shasta, now a day no more in tears. We said, I saw it, yeah, yeah. But we said, Ah, okay. Or suffer many general pa. Now, okay, can they say now or two? You will cry, me quite crown or two. I will move. People must find something amongst us they can identify with. We want to be that thriving church. Because, beloved, before people come to Adonai, before people come to our church, they've been to other places, oh, and I've had some painful experiences, oh, and they don't want any more. I can tell you on authority, some people are still at home today. Amen. I want a benam so obibi fi Christum. Babu say yes, Anka, ye di obutai ebe chichri ne atuna to epu fifni. We must be conscious of mobilizing people, serving people, giving to people, and doing practical ministry is very practical. We should meet people's spiritual needs. And make them feel at home. Finally, the thriving leadership should be conscious of making people have the sense of belonging. The sense of belonging. Because I need you, you need me. Ne man obi awo nienti a man ne ka asafumu obi o ha kwaya fo nyomu no nyom bi ai obaye ye to ye no enu ne man kai obi su o ha e ya semu ene senior sofunu o pritia osri na oyiyi asem no ho enyo sofuna o pritia Hallelujah. Amen. Let's come down to earth and relate with the people. The examples we give should not be abstract. It should be things that people can identify with and relate with. And let's make people feel important. Hallelujah. Let's make people feel important. If you make anybody feel important, they want to come along with you. The Lord bless you. Let me give you these scriptures. Second Samuel 
8.15 and David administered justice, executed judgment and justice unto all his people. To be a thriving leadership. People may say otherwise. Absalom said, daddy is not doing his work well. But Bible says, and David reigned over all Israel and David executed judgment and justice unto all his people. Fair play. Very important. Nehemiah 2, 10 to 18. Strategize what you are doing. Ezra 7, 10. He sought the law of the Lord to do it and to teach it. Second Timothy 2, 1 to 5. What you have heard and learnt of me, the same commit to faithful men who will teach others also. Beloved, we can make it. We should be conscious of making sure that we have put our hand to the plow. We cannot look back. In a thriving organization like our church, where we are, where we find ourselves, it is required of us that we would always be diligent to make sure that what we are doing works out so well. We do it so well because we want to leave a legacy. We want to promote continuity. We need to take time and deal well with people. The Lord bless you. Amen.